0: numbers told the story; they always do. So one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa.
1: Good Tuesday morning, to It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the hizzy. How you doing, Kelly? Hello. After guessing lines yesterday, I'm just taking a breath now.
2: Taking a breath now. First
1: time. <laughs> I was impressive yesterday. Ready to do a normal show? All right. Yeah, no, that was... What a week. What a weekend in the NFL. Three 17-point-plus, you know, 17-plus-point comebacks. Never happened before, so it deserved all the uh, the gravitas that we gave it. Uh, today on the show, we will talk college basketball. Matty Cox will join us from Three-Man Weave. Pete Futak on college football. His bowl thoughts today and beyond. Uh, Kelly, I guess you and I have to review or at least update our... College Bowl pick'em contest that you and I are having with each other. That's right, I'm killing it. I think we're even, aren't we? I don't know. I think we're even because you you actually hit NC Central. That's right, I did. You hit North <laughs> Carolina Central, which we'll talk a few tag about. Uh, not so lucky with UConn. Though. UConn almost. Uh, Broke the hearts of Marshall betters yesterday, like myself. My God, it was like twenty-eight to nothing, easy peasy. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I cannot believe this is a sweat. Yeah, they
2: came, claw- came, uh, uh, came clawing back.
1: Huh? God, good gracious!
2: I was watching the beginning of it. We were doing big bets, and it was, it looked very one sided. So yes, I yeah, I feel you. Like if it was if you were sweating that at the end, that uh, that's tough.
1: Jason Wygarden will join us uh, a day early from another Cloud of Smoke. Talk some uh, betting with him, NFL and beyond, and the JVT on the NBA. Um, Yesterday, Packers beat the Rams. Let's start there. Not much to really get into with that game. Twenty-four to twelve, Packers keep their slim playoff hopes alive. Mathematically speaking, of course, they uh, get to six and eight. Uh, the the betting implication there at the end, though, a uh, the ball at the four yard line, the sticks or the uh, the ground to, or the the what is it? The uh, down to gain. The, what do they call it? The line to gain yeah. for the first down is at the two. So you're one of these situations with the total where if they plunge it into the end zone, the overs hit. If you get the first down, uh, not so much. If you don't get the first down, I'm not sure what happens at that point. What are, they, what are the Packers opted to do at that point in the game with a couple minutes left? Um, would they kick a field goal? Would they just try to run it again? Is that how much time was left? I, yeah. thought, I guess
2: I thought there was less than
1: that. No, because they got the first down super early, right? There was a couple minutes left in the game, if I'm not mistaken. So well, then, I guess you gotta kick a field goal, or today. do you just pin them? In other words, it was a question mark, right? I don't right. know. But yeah, what ends up happening is they get to the sti- they get to the sticks, and they get the first down, but not the touchdown. And so then they kneel on it, and the unders hit. Thirty-six total points, twenty-four to twelve Packers. The total being forty. By the way, first half under and full game under hit. You're... So yeah,
2: what one thirty-nine left on the clock?
1: Right. So what do you do there? I don't know. I'm just saying that was, that was the, uh, the end of that game in terms of betting implication. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, you were at the right, Ra- you're at the for the dude, at the Rams four.
1: There, there were options in other and, words, you get a, and you
2: get a first down,
1: you don't know. Do, do, is, do, is it, do they is kick that, the field goal to go up 15? Do they just pin him back there? Or it makes it difficult to get down. You know, who knows?
2: Is that a bad beat? No,
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. That's not I that's heard, not a I heard way too much no. of the bad beat.
2: That, that's what's one of those terms that's starting to get thrown around way that's, too much. You don't know, that's not Th- a bad this beat. This is football. They got a first yes. down. They kneeled it out like they should. Yes.
1: And if you weren't born yesterday, this is how teams used to play ends of games where they're, you know, they do the sportsman-like thing and kneel. As opposed to the you know the new generation, if you want to stop us, then if you want don't want to score, then stop us, kind of people, <laughs> which is like okay, thanks Neanderthals. I feel we like such an that.
2: old man on like gambling Twitter now because yeah. I feel like you, you see those terms thrown out all the time, and you're like I can tell you about a bad
1: beat or two. The the bigger NFL implication or the bigger news yesterday with implications was obviously the Jalen Hurts sprained shoulder, which didn't happen during our show. Of course, the news cycle begins right after we're off the air, and so that came down, and so. All kinds of implications, beginning, of course, with the point spread of their game against Dallas this week. It shot up from one and a half to three, then from three to six, and that's where it settles right now. Dallas Cowboys is six point favorite because even though Nick Sirianni is downplaying this injury as not particularly serious, you got to figure that Hurts is going to miss this game at a minimum. Yeah. Now remember, we're talking about a three game window now, okay? Because no one, no one's disputing that he'll be back for the postseason. At, at worst, but we're talking about a three-game minimum. So we'll get to the implications beyond the spread on the awards, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, perhaps even Coach of the Year if the Eagles were to lose a couple of these games. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's where I'd like to go with this, for this segment anyway. Me, as a guy who grew up in the DMV in Washington, D.C., and having the uh, Commodores just lose to the New York Giants, right? So the New York Giants... Right now, currently in the sixth position in the NFC playoff, but really with a two game lead. I know it's only one game in the, in, the, in the standings to Washington, who's at seven currently, at seven, six, and one. The Giants at eight, five, and one in the number six hole. Commanders at seven, six, and one. It's really a, virtually a two game lead because the Giants have the head to head now with a one, oh, and one record against Washington. Seahawks and Lions lurking on the outside looking in, half game behind the Washington football team. I'm going to try to use every possible name for Washington here in this segment. (laughs) So what immediately came to mind for me as someone who is uh, interested in the fate of the commanders is, hey, wait a minute now. The Eagles have that game against the Giants the final week of the season. And so let's just, you know, so that was a big fulcrum point in this discussion of who is going to get into the playoffs and who is not. Because the Giants... Their dogs this week at the Vikings, right? And then they had that last game of the season against the uh, against the Eagles. The assumption was that the Eagles would have nothing to play for. That still might not, by the way. But the assumption was that the that the Giants would have uh, excuse me the Eagles would have nothing to play for week eighteen, and therefore the Giants' schedule at Minnesota, home, Indy, at Philly two out of those three might be winnable because Philly might not have anything to play for, and they'll sit people. Now, now, huh, maybe not so fast, as the great Lee Corso would say. Not so fast. Because let's just play this out, Kelly. Let's say, so Jalen Hurts doesn't play this week. I think a lot of people are on board with that. Next week, the Eagles have the Saints. All right, now keep in mind, the Eagles have a two-game lead over the Vikings in the standings, and they also have the tiebreaker. So the Eagles win, and they have the number one seed.
2: You just got to win once. You just got to win. the last three them. Their
1: magic number, to use the baseball term, is one. Any Eagles win or Vikings loss, and the Eagles clinch the number one seed, which is all they need. So the Eagles will sit hurts. Minshew will play. Let's say they lose at Dallas. Let's say Minnesota beats the Giants. Okay, both of those things are favored to happen this week. Then you get to the situation of, okay, the Eagles are like, well, Our magic number is still only one. There's two weeks left. We have a game against the Saints. Now, there's a lot of bettors, because bettors tend to be much more locked in than mainstream media folks, let's face it, who are going to immediately say, wait a minute, there's there's draft implications to that Eagles-Saints game. Remember, the Eagles own that Saints first-round pick. So it is in the Eagles' interest to beat the Saints and therefore get an even better draft pick mm-hmm. with the Saints losing that game ostensibly. So, That's a good
2: call. I didn't think about that yesterday. But,
1: here, but here's, my, here's my counter to that. I think as betters and as people more locked in than the average guy, I think sometimes we make too much of that point. Like, I don't know that in the Eagles locker room, right, I don't think there's a front office edict, hey, we got this draft pick, you may want to get Hurts back in this game. I don't think that happens. I I, don't think so either. I I, think yeah. I I think it's overblown by everybody. I think it's I think it's really as
2: simple as they know, at least as of today, they know they've if they win one more game, they have clinched the number one seed, the NFC East, all those accolades, right? That's the most important thing. So if Jalen Hurts, when he's healthy enough to play, will play. Okay. Whether that's this week, next week, the week after, or not at all until the playoffs.
1: Which brings me to my point on all of this. Which is, I don't think that draft thing is a thing. And so there is a possibility to me that Hurts would then sit a second game, even though Sirianni is downplaying this. And the Eagles should very rightfully take the approach, hey, I know we lost to the Cowboys. Let's play this out. I know we lost to the Cowboys and Minnesota beat the Giants. Because remember, they care about right. Minnesota in terms of the number one seed. Let's play this out one more week. Why be anything but cautious with Hertz's shoulder? Let's let him sit out this. And let's just say... See, let's just see what happens. Let's just say the Saints beat the Eagles in that game and the Vikings win. Who do the Vikings play next week uh, after they play the Giants? And let's say the Vikings win that. Okay, what I'm getting to is a situation where the Eagles actually Packers. headed... Packers, okay. Let's say the Eagles then heading into the final week of the season a game that would have meant nothing to them now with the Hurts injury might actually mean something. The Giants are the team that really takes the hit to me in terms of the yes-no playoffs. The Giants, which to me, over 90%, what's the Steve Cornacki board that he uses on NBC Sunday nights? He was like, yeah. oh, the Giants beating the Commanders. Now they're over a 90% chance to win. I agree with that based on the fact that they didn't that the Eagles might sit everybody the final week of the season, but now with the Hurts injury, I'm not so sure, man. Yeah, it definitely changes things. Because um, the Lions have the Lions have the easiest schedule of the bunch. Washington all of a sudden with the two home games at the end, Dallas. It's Washington. Now let's say Washington loses to San Francisco, but somehow figures out a way to beat Cleveland and a Dallas team that might be locked into a seed the final week of the season, I'm just saying that hurts injury. We'll get to the awards, right? We'll get to the MVP and offensive player of the year, maybe even coach of the year, and obviously it affected the spread. But to me, that has a trickle-down effect of yes-no playoffs quite possibly as well. It could. It it could. It could, but I— As betters, I just think we ought to be aware of that well before everyone points this out next week. Right? No, no, I hear hear you, but is is it? It's one of those to me. Is it actionable right now? I think if you're going to action on it, if I may, the time to be actionable on it would be now.
2: And you're saying Giants?
1: Because the number Giants? No, 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 Giants. I'm just saying, if you believe that that chain of events will happen, and you want to get ahead of it, this week would be the time to make that wager. If you don't believe that, if you think what I'm talking about is far fetched and it can't possibly happen and I understand there's a bunch of dominoes in there, then no. But if you want to get ahead of it, just keep in mind that Hurts injury might have a lot of implications beyond just the awards markets. We'll see. Possibility could play this week, but I doubt it. Coming back, college basketball numbers game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. A Numbers Game on VSEN, the
1: sports betting network. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, the king king of sportsbooks, I should say. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting at BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Pardon me. Skill Alexander. Skelly Bidlin. Unprofessional with the uh, the throat there. It's okay. So let me ask you. So You've been,
2: get, you've been getting past some stuff.
1: You're, you're over it now. I'm almost over it. <laughs> so, by the way, just can we wrap up the, the point before? Because you and Isaiah bring up something. Yeah. So what's specifically, what's the bet? Is the bet the Giants no at minus, excuse me, no at plus 500 to miss the playoffs? Is the bet Washington yes, plus 225 currently to make the playoffs? These are all courtesy of DraftKings. Or is the bet Seattle and Detroit, respectively, at plus 175? Yes. Detroit at plus 125 to make the playoffs. Remember, two of these four make the NFC playoff picture. And so I guess what I'm advocating here is Washington plus 225. If you think that that chain of events is going to happen, based on everything we said, we won't repeat them, but the the Hertz domino effect, the bet there, by the way, I think Detroit at plus 125 is a nice bet also even though that's not as sexy, but their, their schedule is the easiest of the bunch.
2: And they have the easiest left and not much. I mean, unless green Bay makes a push, right? There's not much. What ifs like we're throwing out with all these other teams, right?
1: So, he, because basically what I'm saying is I, th- I think they're now the giants may go one and two, but one and two for the giants still, it, you know, it won't get Seattle past them. So I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know. There's a, there's a shot at the no five to one, but for me, it, I think Washington plus two twenty five is is the interesting wager. I think it's Detroit and Washington for me on the yes, but the Giants no is interesting too. Seattle I think is a no, and I, th- I think I that's think properly priced.
2: I think it's, wa- uh, I, it, it's Washington, it's Washington or Detroit for me, but I think the Washington. The Washington one's interesting because with the, everything we're talking about with Philly, they could encounter with Dallas the last game, the last game of the season, where Dallas could be locked into that five seed or the, the five seed,
1: and it, they have nothing to play for. If, if Washington goes two and one, the Giants go one and two. Giants still get in, right? So what you to in order for that plus two twenty five to hit for Washington, something that you don't expect has to happen. Right. right either See, the giants, has giants has lose, to lose to the either the giants lose to the colts or washington beats the niners right that kind of thing so i don't know i mean first of all i think detroit plus 125 is is certainly a bet that is a bet that that, that i would make because i think they they have the easiest path i think they go i don't know now that i'm thinking about it it's still a tough still the number might not it's, be juicy it's enough tough. Yeah. This, this whole situation got a lot more interesting over the past 24 hours it did but whereas i thought before this hurts thing it was done right like giants were certainly in appropriately priced at minus 750 and then it's the potluck of the other 3 which right. are the other 3 now I don't know, man.
2: And, and this is the other thing I was I was bringing up a little bit off air. I mean, what are the chances too that the let's say the Eagles sit hurts and he's he's sitting for the next two weeks? Yeah. What are the chances they've still clinched?
1: There's that too. Heading into
2: the last week, there's you know what I too. mean? That could yeah. still happen, and then that game's meaningless still.
1: Yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, if if you really like that, you know that scenario, <laughs> then there's a bet there, here, yeah. and even then. It's not. It's not like the juiciest, most awesome thing. You're gambling. you you There's a little bit of gamble still in you. I'm just saying it's alive now. but oh, But these yep. these numbers are not nearly as sexy as I would have wanted them to be.
2: Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Like Washington had Washington at plus two twenty-five. Uh, you know because they could outlast Seattle and Detroit. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough. But like, there's a there's a plus number in there that's gonna hit for sure. Anyway,
2: I think it's the Detroit one.
1: Detroit for Detroit I, plus one twenty five seems like the easiest one, but it's yeah. it's priced as such. It's right? priced as such. Yeah, should they be minus? Would be, I guess, the thing that you. No, have to no and I think they should be yeah. closer, probably to even money. Yeah. But they could lose to Carolina. Nobody would be surprised this week, too, right? So, no, these oh, yeah, teams. No. Anyway. Would it, so, what just happened here on the show, ladies and gentlemen? For a segment and a half, we talked ourselves into a bet, and then we sort of pulled back on hey,
2: it. Hey, you know what we did? Though? we <laughs> thoroughly it. talked through the oh. NFC playoff oh, scenarios. My okay. my
1: God. Oh, Lord. Uh, let's talk some college basketball. Matt Cox from Three Man Wave joins us. How you doing, Matty?
4: Boys, pleasure to be back. How are we doing?
1: We're doing well. What? Do, what do you, Let's start with your picks. Let's get those in first. What do you like tonight?
4: A uh, few things, looking at uh, Illinois, Chicago here in my neck of the woods, uh, playing across town. I wouldn't call it a rivalry. I don't think the Flames and the Wildcats have, have some uh, prestigious uh, track record of matchups, but there is a... Uh, the Chicago showdown, it's not known as that. Exactly. Chicago's Horizon <laughs> team versus Chicago's Big Ten team. I'm sorry, Chicago's Valley team, because uh, the Flames are now in the Valley. But just, you know, playing simple, I think it's way too big. Um, Luke Yaklich, who was once heralded as a defensive specialist at Michigan kind of has fallen under the radar the last couple of years. I think now he finally has a decent roster and their team's playing well. Um, I believe they're catching a touchdown, uh, up there in Evanston against Northwestern, who I think's price is a little bit inflated, um, by some recent lopsided efforts. They just beat DePaul by a million last time out. So I like the flames. That's my biggest, uh, best bet of the night.
1: Flames, biggest, best bet of the night. Catching the 14 against Northwestern. Are you sprinkling a little on that at all? Sprinkling the no, money. In. I can't no, do nothing. that. No, okay. I've had
4: bad money line luck this year, so I'm trying to trying to stay away from those temptations.
1: What did we learn about Virginia against Houston, and how do you feel about Virginia against Miami tonight?
4: Uh, Virginia has dominated Miami historically. It's just kind of a bad matchup. A lot of the ACC schools have um, pretty uh, lopsided uh, coaching head to head matchups. So Tony Bennett does own Jim Larenega. Um, and I just think it's because their pack line defense is so good against Miami's ball screen obsessed offense. Um, what we learned from Virginia is that they're a really good team, but they need a healthy Reese Beekman. I think when Beekman's at his best, when he has that hammy hundred percent, I think it's a different game against Houston. I really do. I think Houston's better than Virginia, but I think the gap is a lot closer than that game played out because of the injury of Beekman. So um, he should not be hundred percent here. I think he's still a little bit banged up. I do worry that this is a tough spot here coming down with a fairly quick turnaround going down to Coral Gables, but I like the matchup. I like Tony Bennett as a dog uh, or as a short favorite either way. Um, so I would lean that way, but again, not playing it because of the Beekman concern.
1: Uh, where does Tony Bennett rank in your—so I've asked you some form of this before. Like, how much do, do coaches sort of play into it when a handicapping a Virginia game? You think highly of Tony Bennett. How much does that play in where you're like, well, I'd, I'd go against Virginia, but it's a Tony Bennett game, or vice versa?
4: Yeah, I never would go big against Tony Bennett. Um, I I think there's certain coaches of the elite status, even the ones that have been elite for a while, and it's kind of baked into the price of their teams and the numbers that are on their games. um, Even then, I still don't like going against them uh, for big. Now, I will if the price is wrong. Um, I did have Houston small last game, but again, would never bet big against uh, Tony Bennett. There's a few other coaches out there as well, um, especially the ones at the mid-major ranks where you just look at yourself and you go, you know, I don't need to bet big against this coach. So you try to find out who you respect, kind of have a mental note of that list and, um, you know, maybe adjust your unit tiering accordingly based on coaches you like versus coaches you don't or vice versa.
1: Okay. And when we look at the top, you, so we, we talk about, when we do our NFL power rankings, which we're doing later on the show, by the way, our NFL power rankings. Uh, If you did your college basketball power rankings, when we do our NFL, we we've had tiers this year where it's like a top three for sure. Then it's like a four through seven. And then it's kind of free for all after that where do you stand? Like what's your top tier? Because if I ask college basketball experts here sort of anecdotally, there's a lot of UConn love. Like there's a lot of people who will end sentences by going, Oh, but UConn they're really good. Right? What is your top tier? What's your second tier?
4: I do have UConn on their own tier right now. I can't believe I do, but that's just, it's a function of two things. One, how dominant UConn's been, they continue to play to a higher rating than I have them slotted. Um, I mean, God, they're catching. They're laying 20. 20- well, now it's down to 21. Laying 21 to your Hoyas today, here, at Gil. Yeah. Uh, some big money coming in on the Hoyas. I, I. Good luck to you. I just bet Georgetown last game against Xavier. Um, that team is maybe the least fun team to back in college basketball. So uh, good luck to those out, to those out there who took the 24-23. Um, but back to your initial question, I UConn Tier 1A, Tier 1B is a mix of like Houston, Gonzaga. Uh, I still think Tennessee, Alabama, Arizona, and maybe Kansas are in that mix. Um, Purdue-ish, Duke-ish, Kentucky. It's a huge Tier 1B, and I think it's a wide-open landscape this season where there isn't a clear-cut elite team. There's a lot of really, really good teams that will kind of, I think, ebb and flow throughout that uh, that range, throughout the course of conference play. But right now, I think you have to put UConn on a separate a perch above that Tier 1B, as I'm calling it.
1: Wow, which you said you never would have thought you would have said that before the season started. Yeah.
4: Huh? Wow. But you look at the results. I mean, the talent's real. Um, you know, Dan Hurley opinions, I think, are mixed in the market. I've always thought Dan Hurley's a, a pretty good coach. You know, I look back what he did at Rhode Island. I had a really special run there to uh, to make the tournament, put together a decent team. I think he's overachieved in prior years, which gives me confidence that he can coach a team to the rating of its talent. And this talent is top-notch divine.
1: All right. 15 seconds. You only gave us the one pick. Did you want to give us a second when you're out the door?
4: I'll throw one more out there. Uh, Florida, Gators, just a gut play, laying a field goal. I think they beat Oklahoma tonight.
1: Gut play, Gators, laying a field goal, Kelly. Boo. Thank you, Matty Cox. Appreciate it, man. Matt Cox, everybody, at 3 fw underscore CBB with the Gator move at the end. Coming back, more Hurts implications. Jalen, that is, next.
0: A numbers game on VSAN, the Sports
1: Betting Network. College Bowl season's here. Visa has you covered. We got picks, spreads, and totals for every single bowl game. Head to VSAN.com and check out all our bowl betting coverage. While you're there, now's a great time to become a Visa Pro subscriber for only $79. You get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Visit Visa.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Midland. So let's review uh, the first half hour of this show, Kelly. Shall we? I'd like to do a review of the first half hour. <laughs> all right. Okay. One. Not a bad beat for the Packers. Fourth and two. Anything could happen there. They make the decision with the score 24-12 in terms of the total, in terms of over players. They make the decision. We're going for it. They could have kicked a field goal, which would have been under anyway. They could have scored, which would have made it an over. They get the first down. Then they go to kneeling it which is how you're supposed to play Especially football if you're
2: under two the under yes. two minute warning you're not, under there
1: it's not a bad beat it's not a bad beat not at all I messed up the downs by the way um that part we got right though that part we got not a bad beat stop not complaining. a bad beat stop the stuff stop the it kind
2: of sucks but guess what losing bets sucks all the time
1: and the J, and the Jalen hurts uh yes no playoff implications for the other teams something to think about. But as we talked it through, we didn't like the numbers enough. Ultimately, I guess to it, to really be like, oh, this is such a great bet. I don't know.
2: It is just I, I, yeah. It's just in to play your point at the beginning. It has turned into a situation now that is far more interesting with some of these play, yes, no playoff bets. Yeah. than you would have thought 24 hours
1: ago. So Steve Fezik, friend of show. so uh, Steve? He has uh, he has texted. He says his opinion sometimes I don't know if Steve thinks this is his opinion or if it's fact, but Steve's opinion is that it's a play, his play is to look to play correlated parlays. This is a great point by him. Look to play correlated parlays week 17 mm. into week 18. So we're talking about next week when you have that in look-aheads, mm-hmm. right? Um, if books post week 18 lines is the thing about that, right? Because the issue with week 18, and let this be the first time we say this word this year, Week 18, Kelly, the squirliest of all weeks in the National Football League. So a lot of books are going to be hesitant to post those lines in advance because there's going to be all kinds of motivational issues in Week 18, and so therefore they'll like they won't like put them out there for people to bet. Some will. Some will play a little scared.
2: Yeah, no, and that that would make you know, sense. I guess I guess I would be more surprised I I I don't think I've ever attempted this. I guess I would be more surprised if you could parlay like a, a week 17, like when, once you're in week 17, right?
1: We, pre, parlaying a week 17 line with a look-ahead line? Some will, some will allow you to do that. Okay. Yeah. That, that's the, another that, way I, to play see, this. That's absolutely right. The man is right a lot. <laughs> the man is right a lot. He is. That's the way to play. If you can do that, that's the way to play. Whatever we were talking about, it's not nearly as smart as that, huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, so the other implications of the Jalen Hurts injury... Has more direct, obviously the spread being the most direct. Cowboys now favored by six, but then there are the awards market. And Kelly, we should just sort of say this: you wanted to talk about this anyway, right?
2: Well, I mean, yeah. Before all this, before all
1: this happened, we were planning on talking (laughs) about it, and then this happened, right? So here's the NFL MVP odds move. And so Friday, Jalen Hurts was your minus 175 favorite. Patrick Mahomes was two to one. Everybody else was double digits. Now after the Hurts sprained shoulder injury, Patrick Mahomes. Goes to minus 360. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, both both at plus 550. And Joe Burrow, sneaky, freaky brother, sneaking in from the rear, Kelly. I know how much you love that LL song and those lyrics. It. Six to one. I
2: couldn't believe that Josh Allen odds got cut that much. I don't know that there, there is not a play in this market right now.
1: Can we agree on that? We do. We do indeed. No, there,
2: there is not a play. If, and, if Jalen Hurts misses multiple games... Then it's Patrick Mahomes. I don't. I. I don't think there's a play in this market. Right I. I, w- I wanted to lay that out though, because this is. I felt so bad for Matt Brown yesterday, Gil. He's got that forty to one ticket on Jalen Hurts. Oh, damn. I'm like out here trying to. He's. He's running okay. into the show. Well, the news is breaking is he's going on the air. I'm going off the air from big bets. Okay. I'm trying to shop for him for MVP prices on Mahomes so he can
1: try to buy off a bit. But wait a minute. Can I? Let's slow down on that a bit. Let me just point out. Let me play devil's advocate. I believe that's who. Uh, people usually attribute the advocate to, right? Yes, yes. The The Great
2: Charlize Theron movie. Yes.
1: Don't remember it. Um... (laughs) What if Jalen Hurts only misses this one he's game? He's still
2: alive completely. Thank you. Yes.
1: So aren't, isn't this too dramatic of a move? Like Maybe. Everything we talked about was our hypothetical scenario where he misses more than one game. But what if we're just flapping our gums, right? What if he just misses? By the way, Nick Sirianni is still, like, leaving it open that he'll play this week. But none of us think he's going to play this week. There's no reason for it. to I play don't this think
2: week. so either yeah. based on the timing. Right. But I think we do after all the stuff we went through in the first segment, right? Yeah. This is still we all of us want to read into this too much. If for some reason Jalen Hurts is healthy enough to play, he will play this Sunday because they want to
1: clinch this. Right. But for purposes of this conversation in the NFL MVP market, let's say he misses this one One week. Okay, one game, which I think we all most of us can agree. Okay, that sounds reasonable. He misses this one game. Patrick Mahomes is minus three sixty, and Jalen Hurts is plus five fifty. I think oddsmakers have to be have to be assuming
2: he is missing more than one week, or else these okay. odds don't make sense. To me.
1: They're assuming that, but you know what they say about assuming young Kelly Bidlin? <laughs> yes, I do. All right. So, would you bet Jalen if there is a bet? If I forced you, if I said Kelly Bidlin, you're making a bet, and I'm going to force you to make a bet. Isn't Jalen Hurts at plus five fifty the bet? Yeah. Because if he misses one game, you're really gonna get you're really gonna take away the MVP from him for that. No. Even though, as we said on Guessing Lines yesterday, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is only I, I don't I think this snuck up on people. Patrick Mahomes is 982 yards yes. shy of breaking the NFL single season mm-hmm. record for most passing yards. By the way, there's three games left. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, that's a thing. And they, at this point, will play it out. The Chiefs are still vying for that number one seed, so there's no at this point anyway. There's no Chiefs resting scenario.
2: Right now, I, I, it's look you, the point that you're making, and I kind of thought that a little bit yesterday too. Of are we going to swing too far on this market?
1: I think we have. I
2: think we have. I'm, I mean, you can't bet it though till you know this. This has to be an information bet, right? You you see it on Twitter, and you run and make the bet. You know, as soon as you know, Hurst might be coming back or it's not coming back.
1: I also feel particularly bad about this whole MVP Offensive Player of the Year thing that we've been talking about because we've made good points on it, like, oh, if you give MVP to Mahomes mm-hmm. and then you give Offensive Player of the Year to Tyreek or Jefferson, you can't shut out Jalen Hurts. Right? We've made good points about it, but it seems like every week it's a completely different narrative. So
2: this was this right? is what I started talking to you about yesterday, and I was thinking about this over the weekend. So if you were listening to the show last week, I forget it was on Thursday or Friday, we did that most receiving yards uh, market, yeah. right? And this it, is
1: what you wanted. To yeah, talk and
2: about. as I was thinking yeah. about it more over the weekend, I'm like, not only did we make a good bet on Justin Jefferson in there, and I'm saying, th- I'm saying this is before before we saw the games play out. Not only was that a good bet on Jeff- Justin Jefferson, it's a great bet because essentially what you're doing is betting the Offensive Player of the Year, but you're taking out the threat of the quarterbacks, possibly ruining you in this market, right? So you had Jalen Hurts up there. You had Patrick Mahomes up there. Offensive Player of the Year is now now taken off the board most shops because of the Jalen Hurts injury. So this is kind of all – it was in theory – we were going to come in and talk about this today, of how you could bet the Justin Jefferson Passing Yards leader as a substitution for the Offensive Player of the Year market – but now you can't even compare odds because it's off the board because of Jalen Hurts. Injury.
1: Right. And my point on the on the Jefferson versus Tyreek thing at the time when we were talking about it was, and we'll do it for the last three weeks, uh, Tyreek is going to go up against, in the last three games, the 21st, 5th, and 3rd mm-hmm. ranked defenses and opponents' yards per play. 21st, 5th, and 3rd, whereas Justin Jefferson's got 15th, 21st, and 30th yep. in the Giants, Packers, and Bears.
2: Well, that's what we liked, the simple handicap to begin with. But it it was just, it was something else that I was thinking about for people that wanted to play offensive player of the year.
1: Were you plugging Adam Chernoff's podcast, The Simple Handicap, just there, or were you just talking about Simple Handicap in general?
2: (laughs) No, but you should go check that out. Adam Chernoff's good people.
1: Um, Now, does does, does Jalen Hurts' injury perhaps affect Coach of the Year? Like, let's say he sits out the two games. Let's go back to our first segment. If he sits out two games, let's say the Eagles lose both of them, and all of a sudden the Eagles become more mortal. 14-3, and still spectacular. Let's say they win the last game. Still a spectacular record. But does that shift the Eagles into, well, it's auto coach of the year, into now I'm not so sure it's auto coach of the year anymore and other people can be considered, namely Dan Campbell if the Detroit Lions make the playoffs?
2: This market makes me furious right
1: now. Oh, it's, it's I, this, Okay. All of this is infuriating.
2: If the Eagles get the one seed in the NFC.
1: Doesn't matter with what record.
2: Doesn't matter what record, what quarterback. Nick Sirianni, in my mind, is the winner of this award, no matter what Dan Campbell
1: does. But people thought the Eagles would be good. I, that won't matter? I don't think so. People love Dan Campbell. Way, I, I
2: don't think so, Gil. But I don't have a rec. I don't have a bet in this market. I don't have a recommendation. I don't have anything.
1: Will Hill pointed out how Michigan. He didn't use that word. I did. How Michigan this market is because Dan Campbell for the seven and seven Lions is plus one seventy five, but Brian Dable for the eight five and one Giants is thirty to one.
2: <laughs> Another team we right? didn't expect anything.
1: From. Right, and, and I get it, and I understand why because the Giants are much more smoke and mirrors. But yes, there's all kinds of you know incongruence to this whole thing.
2: Also, what if the Eagles do lose a few games? The Vikings sneak in there. You tell me my boy O'Connell didn't stand a chance?
1: <laughs> okay. Got to talk about a couple more of these awards. Uh, we'll check in with the eggnog bet. Our bull pick challenge. Oh, and Survivor Update. This is great. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: A numbers game on V-CEN,
0: the sports betting network.
1: It's that time of year again, and there's no better way for sports fans to celebrate the season than with BetMGM's 12 Days of Giveaways. Opening your presents is easy. Just sign into your BetMGM account and unwrap a new giveaway every day between December 14th and December 25th. You'll find everything a better needs to enjoy the holidays, including deposit matches, free bets, and parlay boosts, tokens. For all your favorite sports, log into your BetMGM account or sign up today for 12 Days of Giveaways from the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly and if you have a gambling problem as always call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in mississippi nevada or new york it's gil alexander it's kelly bidlin our pro tip for the hour is it's just i just want to give this pro tip and then i'm gonna have the the horrible caveat at the end kelly but the pro tip of the hour, um, because of all that stuff we were talking about, is if, if making MVP or yes-no playoff bets in the NFC, make sure to keep track of Hertz injury news and fully understand the playoff implications of the team's remaining schedules. And by Hertz, we mean Jalen Hurts, of course. I'm going to clarify that. But, you know, as I think about this, Kelly, and by the way, all your pro tips available, searchable at vison.com for Vison pro subscribers only, where you can sort them by sport and by show. But as I think about this even more, Kelly, it's sort of like offensive player of the year, right? We talk about that, and it's like, okay, well, then are they going to, if Jalen Hurts missed two games, and they gave Mahomes the MVP, then would they do the sympathy vote for Hurts, even though he missed the two games for offensive player there? So maybe the pro tip ought to be, maybe you shouldn't, because of the Hurts injury news, maybe you don't have to bet any of this. Oh, well, like, I, I mean, offensive player of the year? I'm not even sure when we're going to, as long as Hertz
2: is out, I don't know when we'll see that market repost. Repost, it. right. And, and to your point, I would not be making a bet in that market.
1: Of course. Well, we've been saying that for basically with caveats the whole time. So all of this stuff is some of the best bets. This is the pro tip, really. Some of the best bets are the bets not made. There you go. That's the pro tip. If you really want to tell the truth. There you go. Thank you'm i sorry that. hope you enjoyed your 47 minutes of betting
2: conversation on this show Shawn, let's just play some music for the last uh, but, rest of
1: the show <laughs> but this is now this doesn't usually happen on the show where we do this right but where we talk ourselves into and then out of stuff yeah but this is reflective of how how many a betting conversation goes right yeah so there is that by the way let's take a real quick let's look because we've got other stuff to get to but real quick. Defensive player of the year now, Kelly, no longer a slam dunk for Micah Parsons. In fact, he's no longer the favorite. No longer the favorite. It's,
2: it's just shocking how much these have swung. Yes. Right? And, you know, probably another good pro tip, right? This is where we talk about all the time. Yes, we, we do a ton of shows on this network, and we've got a lot of time to fill, especially in the summer. Doesn't mean you need to go into the NFL season mm-hmm. with a thousand different futures bets, right? Sometimes the best futures bets you can make in the NFL are at week 11, week 12.
1: You get no hero points exactly. for doing it early. And by the way, I will just say this, between Bosa and Parsons, this is going to simply come down to who has one more spectacular game.
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: And then everybody will go crazy about that person. So if Parsons comes out and just destroys this week against Philly he will immediately be a $3 favorite. So you
2: got Bosa at 15 and a half sacks, yep. 16 tackles for loss, uh, one forced fumble, Micah Parsons, 13 sacks, 13 tackles for loss. Uh, let's see, three pass deflections and
1: three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, one touchdown. You know, Micah just, he sacks as a hobby. You know what I mean? Like, that's Bosa's thing. Micah, Micah does everything. I don't know. I think it still comes down to who has the one great game left yeah. in them. And then uh, comeback player of the year, which is the one other thing we didn't really touch upon. So, Gino no longer the slam dunk here. But as we talked about, don't sleep on Gino. I talked about this late last week. He still ought to be the short shot. And he is, by the way. He still is the short shot, but he's now at even money. Whereas McCaffrey and Goff, look at Jared Goff, both of them at plus 225. But we went through, I went through this last week. To me, because we, we went through Geno Smith's numbers, Christian McCaffrey's, and Jared Goff's. I, I don't think Jared Goff is winning this. Because Geno's numbers are still just as good as Jared's everywhere, if not better, in certain categories. And they both have the exact same record. You can make a case for McCaffrey. It will just come down to you handicapping the voters. Do you yep. think it will matter more to the voters that someone is coming back, legitimately, literally come back, from being good to being hurt to being great again? Or do you think it's going to be a non-literal definition of comeback player of the year? And it really will be who's got the best redemptive story in all of this. And it should be Geno Smith coming back from sucking and you making fun of him for eight years. <laughs> was, That's what I'm saying.
2: I, now that I'm looking at these odds, I'm thinking about what, what did Will text you about uh, uh, the Giants? It was about the Giants, right? I'd be like, wait, why does, why are we? Saquon Barkley is really 22 to 1 in this market right now.
1: Ah. <sighs> It's like it was someone just... Te- he's someone the just fourth tweet-
2: leading rusher in the league.
1: Someone just te- tweeted about Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow being like, hey, do you think Joe Burrow could still win MVP? Remember, he has the head-to-head over Mahomes and all that. I'm like, I don't really think voters are going to vote in Joe Burrow, but I think he's appropriately priced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, our- Kelly and I have a bowl pick'em challenge between us. We're just picking winners for all 42 bowl games, and... The reason we did this is because we uh, we decided that Kelly guessing college bowl lines of lines he was told then forgot and then decided to guess the ones he forgot was probably not a worthwhile. Yeah, segment.
2: for for uh, for most well, yeah, but for most of these, I just tried to guess the favorite. Correct, except for a few like the NC Central one.
1: All right, I knew they were a dog. You you were correct. North Carolina Central, who I who I conceded, right? I was like they actually can keep up with Jackson State, and there is the whole distraction narrative. You got that one. I went with Jackson State, the double digit favorite. I I wish
2: I would have bet it.
1: (laughs) And Prime's second year in a row trying to win the Celebration Bowl after having a great season, a regular season at Jackson State, goes by the wayside, off to Colorado he goes with his players. And then I got it back yesterday because I had uh, Marshall, of course, is the big favorite, and you took UConn, and I gave about a 1,000 reasons why that wasn't going to happen. So we're even. Now, as I've said, this will be very embarrassing for me if I lose to you, Kelly. Because you have no idea what you're talking about here, right? None.
2: Oh, is this, this is we got. We're we're on opposite sides. One coming up today. Yes. I didn't realize that.
1: Yes. We're on Oppo. We're Oppo here. I got the. Who's, Spart- who's the favorite in this game? <laughs> uh, San Jose State is the favorite. San Jose yeah, State. San okay. Jose State is the favorite. The Spartans are the favorite against Eastern Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl today. And then we're uh, the same Z's on the other one today as well.
2: The Boca Raton Bowl later tonight. I, I don't remember. I, mean, I think I put oh. Toledo in.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't Here remember it is. I yeah, we're both in. on Toledo. We're both on the Rockets. Okay. So um, that's the story with that, and we'll track that throughout, because Kelly does have a couple flyers later, too. Um, I'm I'm trying. Really
2: a four-point dog. It's San Jose
1: State. Yeah. Four. Oh, anything can happen, dude.
2: Yeah, laying four, total 53, and then the Boca Bowl later tonight. Uh, you got Toledo laying three and a half total, set at fifty-three.
1: Yeah, I was just trying to remember. Besides North Carolina Central and UConn, the two the two games where I was like, Kelly, let's uh, let's talk about these two uh, bowl games. I remember you also had Clemson. No, no, you. I had Clemson. You had Tennessee. Yep, that was another big dog you took. And then there was one more, and I'm just trying to remember what it was, but I can't remember what it was of the four. But you had one other big flyer uh, in this as well. So, I think you took, oh, I don't even know. But you have one more big dog coming up. So Okay, I'm pulling
2: again, up where we're oppo. Illinois, you're on Illinois. I'm on Mississippi State. Yeah. In the ReliaQuest
1: Bowl. That's not the one. I'm talking about some, something large. If I'm, I'm just through. looking for the
2: other well, ones were opposite. The Barstool Bowl, I'm on Ohio. You're on Wyoming. Uh, the Orange Bowl, you're on Clemson. I'm on Tennessee. That's big. Yep. The yep. Music City Bowl, you're on Kentucky. I'm on Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Duke's Mayo bowl, baby, you're on Maryland. I'm on NC state, <laughs> bad boy, mowers, pinstripe bowl. You're on Minnesota. I'm on Syracuse. And we got the military bowl. You're on Duke. I'm on UCF and Liberty, bowl, but we got a lot that are uh, separate Liberty bowl. You're on Arkansas. I'm on Kansas.
1: All right. Listen, speaking of Duke's Mayo, cause I got you excited. This eggnog challenge. Mm-hmm. You're going on vacation after today, right? <laughs> I am. Gone for a week. Jeff Barley, producer number five and eight, the Grover Cleveland of producers, will be back in the chair tomorrow. He will be. For a few days this week. But you are going to do eggnog when you come back. Uh, I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Let
2: me hear a proposal, Gil. I made a few hundred bucks off of this last time. What
1: was the the proposal on primetime action?
2: (laughs) Uh, I believe it was $300, and I had to do it in two hours. Do you you like my leaned back, let me hear your proposal? Yeah, uh, yeah. uh, Yeah,
1: look at you. Look at you. $300. (laughs) Two hours. You drank a gallon. I drank a half gallon of half eggnog. Gallon. In okay, and that it, was it. Th-
2: it sat like cement in my stomach did for you, roughly four days. Did
1: you do it in three hours or in two hours? Two what?
2: hours. Matt would not let me have the entirety of the show. Okay. He refused. Now I completed the the challenge. Okay. With like five seconds remaining.
1: I'll give you three fifty if you do it in an hour and a half.
2: I'm really forcing the time here. I'm really forcing the I needed like every minute. 350 an hour 45.
1: 350
2: hour 35. <laughs> the 400 an hour and a half. Isaiah helping me negotiate.
1: 400 an hour
2: 25. Done. Bam.
1: 400. Hour 25.
2: Hour 25.
1: All right, when you get back. To the negotiations. Eggnog challenge. Yeah, we're
2: going to do that. What do we figure out? Fr- next Friday. We'll do it
1: next Friday. Next Friday. Kelly will be with us for at least an hour of the show next Friday. Then he'll just pass out. By the way, do you give me 400 if you don't do it? Is that how this works? Oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. Survivor, we got to get into the details And Pete Futek on College Football next.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
3: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.